Hey, welcome to the D&D show, the podcast. Uh, I was thinking about different names. You know, it's episode three, so of course we're still uh, trying to find everything, you know? Yeah. Like everything about the show, what we do, what we say. I think it'd be a little bit local Chicago stuff, I guess. You know, if we're both in the arts comedy community, we should say something about that. And then just have a normal show about the news, you know, maybe some current events and just talk about ourselves and... Hopefully there you you got a podcast. How would you categorize this podcast? I'm hoping we our target audience is between 14 and 44. Yeah, but how do you how do you categorize our genre? What are we covering? Is it just comedy? Uh, it'd be like a comedy com- comedy sh- comedy comedy and comedy talk. <laughs> we better be pretty funny. Nah, whatever. Oh, comedy uh, talk. Man. Whatever. It's just entertaining. I hope. I was thinking about. I just d- want to call it podcast with Dan and Drew. Yes, yeah, it's, it's something. You know, or the I don't know. We're we're working on the name still because I was thinking D and D with but with an and sign, not A N D. And then I thought with but that's very Dungeons and Dragonsy. I know, but then you hope we get some listeners based off that. Yeah, but they'll immediately turn it off when they realize that we're not talking about Dungeons and Dragons. But they'd the be hope well, you, we're talking about it right now. So, <laughs> but it's just a play on words, so I it's okay. I played Dungeons and Dragons once. Okay, I uh, I played it zero times, but I played Settlers of Catan once. That's similar. Yeah. You yeah. know, whatever. I, I'm hearing a p- 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 a little bit, so I don't know if I have to back off the mic or not. Maybe. But uh, so I was also thinking because obviously when you send me emails, your real name's obviously Andrew. So if if it was like Dan and Andrew, we could have the N there, so D N A. So we could call ourselves D N A. That's just another <laughs> another thing we're working at. But D N A. You know, so just thought. So uh, here we are in Chicago. It's still February 2015. Wow, I don't even know what... 17. It's what? Today's the 17th. No, I'm saying it's 2015. It doesn't matter what exact day it is, but, you know, February 2015, oh, for okay. those who are listening, not live, because they're not going to be listening to it tonight, at least, you know? No, yeah. So, uh, not. we were going to record last week, but you got a little crapped, crapped out at work. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about how shitty work was. No, I can't, I can't talk about work. Okay. Never. Okay. I thought we were going to talk about it. Okay, so good. We won't. I, I have a pretty good barrier of work and everything Me else. too. I don't even talk about I mean, if it's during the day, no. This is what I'm trying to do and yeah. what I'm here for. And then we won't talk about it, but work, work, stresses, work stresses me out. Cool. That's just how it is. And you want to elaborate, and that's fine. Nope. So let me let me <laughs> switch gears to tell something totally different. So today, um, in Chicago, basically, I've been here for five and a half years. The annual rites of passage, if you're an improviser, is there's the Second City General Auditions. Yeah. So I got to go to the Second City Auditions today. And it doesn't matter if you do it or not do it. Sometimes when you feel like you're up or down throughout your whole improv career, I think when you go to the Second City Auditions, you know, it's almost like entering the lottery. Like, hey, you know what? It could be a good one today. Who knows? Yeah, you got to enter to play. Yeah, you know. And there's so many things now. They have so many touring crews yeah. and musical teams. And Twisty and, oh, and Moxie man. and all that. It's so fun. I know a couple of people have gone through the Twisty and Moxie programs. They've really enjoyed it. Like, met mm-hmm. lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah. But those motherfuckers are funny. I've seen some Twisty shows where I've thoroughly enjoyed myself oh yeah oh yeah uh i, I was gonna say and i'm and i'm not uh bragging at all because sometimes you can have the suckiest auditions of all time uh i had a really good audition today i mean so good where people left and were like patting me on the back and were like man you killed it today. wow and i was like feeling Whoa. good i've never got a call back from a second city audition so mm. will this be the one we'll find out on friday and for this podcast maybe you'll find out on the next episode well in two episodes because we record two in a row I ha- have 
had auditions where I felt great after them and didn't get callbacks. Me too. But I've also had terrible, terrible auditions where I've gotten callbacks. Me too. And you're baffled, like how, if they called me back after I did that, yeah. Or maybe you know maybe it was your fault, maybe it was your partner. You know, I don't know. You like you couldn't vibe with your partner, and maybe they could see something that you didn't, or yeah. that they they are just maybe they th- saw you get a good laugh, and that's all they needed. So I have I have my feud with Second City. Just one one instructor, one instructor did it for me. Just turned me off to the whole place. A lot of teachers actually can do that, and I'm glad you said that because we want to keep this in the current events too. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me, and I saw it literally yesterday. I saw Whiplash. It's up for Best Picture. J.K. Simmons is up for uh, Best Supporting Actor. He should win it. He was amazing, and it's something like that. And uh, in grad school, my t- uh, professor said. You know, he had a mentor, you know, who helped him through whatever, but he's like, he was a tour mentor. And I like that saying, you know, it's like someone who's trying to see you through or that has to guide you to get sort of to where you want to be with your goals. Yeah. And it, not many people have those. Yeah. And so he's like a tour mentor. So right there with your Second City teacher, with your little feud there. Right. You could have a tour mentor, you know. Man, he called me out in class. What did he do? Or she? Uh, it was a him, definitely. Okay. Oh, man. This, and I'm not the only person that this guy is berated. Uh, okay. I mean, I mean, some of my berates are are well grounded, and you definitely learn from them. I get that, but man, mm, some people just cross lines and then just keep crossing them, just to see what they'll get out of you. I know that that's what that movie was the same thing. You know, he just wanted to see how far he could push you to see if he could make you better. Yeah, but some teachers, right? I think some people get lost in uh, trying to be a genius, like you know, fellow mentors, you know, fellow teachers, and they can just get lost in why they're doing what they're doing. So, yeah. So God bless you. I wouldn't mind being a mentor. I mean, I know that uh, in my in my job, there's some people that are a lot younger than me that I see a lot of myself in them or things that I would do that they have done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've had up some pitfall, pitfalls along the way. I've had a million pitfalls along the way. I can't even, t- like, for me... If I get in this second city thing, it'd be amazing just just to make it on a little team, you know, the Twisty or Moxie or something just to start because it's like you have so many ups and downs. There's the old Susan Messing up and down chart of improv. And, yeah. you, you know, you always feel like crap or you do good here and there. Then you feel like crap again. And it's like to, to, to well, what stick you, it out. What are you looking to get out of the auditions? Did you go in with anything that you wanted out of them? Well, I'll tell you, I was the only one there who wasn't signed up. I was on a wait list. Uh because the signups were like two weeks ago, S- hundreds of people do that. Everybody, no, like I said, it's the rite of passage as an improviser. Yeah. You know, it's four straight days of of auditions every thirty minutes. Yeah, y- they're seeing you know four hundred people. People fly it, no, uh, fly in all from all over the country. I was gonna make that point too. I did in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. I drove in for it just for an audition, and I mailed mailed to them, mailed them a letter, and they sent me an audition slot. So actually, I've, I auditioned for this over 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And coming around and doing it all over again. Yeah, yeah. 2015. So it'd be pretty sweet if they had like anniversary. A, s- a stat sheet on you. Like, uh, oh, look it. He was here in 2000. From that o- long ago, it's hard to say. Nowadays. Yeah, it used to be cool if it was like in a computer. Oh, yeah. Like, wow, look at This guy's been sticking around. Second City owned one of the first computers in the year 2000. <laughs> was <laughs> yeah. actually this way long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, there yeah. There were plenty yeah. of computers around then. No doubt. So whatever, I got, I got to do that audition today. That was good. We saw Whiplash yesterday. That reminded me of that whole mentor thingy. Yeah. That's that's something. That's big old something. And just it's weird, just the ups and downs. I don't know how much to talk about improv, too, to make it an improv geek. 
uh, kind of show. And who are we to, you know? I mean, tell us, you know. At some point, we're improv geeks. We came and we did it. No kidding. I'm yeah. still still doing it. I got I got a. Uh, uh, so we have a show at the Annoyance once a week. It's on Thursdays, and uh, we got another extension today. Nice. So it's pretty cool. So we did this, a show we did back in late 2014, and then we got extended another week. Uh, you know, whatever. It was cool that they got ex- extended. I'm a big fan of the new Annoyance. Yeah. I really like it a lot. Beautiful space. Really cool. Beautiful. Great location. I mean, that's the location for that. People go to oh, comedy yeah. sports and Annoyance. Yep. Oh, right there perfect. off the, bu- the red line, brown line. Perfect spot. Perfect it is spot. perfect spot. And they got a great bar. I would only say, and and they're brand new, and they're they were asking about feedback. Um, we're in the we play in the small theater. And beautiful space. We love the small space because my improv group. For two years, we practiced in our living room, and so we practiced right on top of each yeah. other. So. We're playing in this smaller theater at, at Annoyance, and it's perfect for us. It's like it's like almost like a living room style kind of you mm-hmm. know size kind of uh, theater for us. So it's perfect. We love that. Uh, th- that's why I think we're doing really well performance wise. We need to get more tickets, and we were just talking about that today because we got extended. And they go, "We'll extend you for again for another month." What do you do to promote your guys? That's the whole thing. She goes, "We'll extend you for another month, but after that, we got to start looking at ticket sales," mm-hmm. which is totally fair. And even my friend, who's in a, another sketch show at I.O., and he's in our group, and, you know, he's on a team at I.O. too. He's like, man, I've asked everybody to come to all my shows so many times. I don't know how many times to ask people to come to more of our shows. Yeah. Me too. Like, so, I mean, you can have people come to your show once or twice, but, hey, come oh. come and pay for my show a third, fourth, fifth time. I mean, Well, this is the improviser's play. To you, you have to yes. pick and choose the shows that you ask your friends to. Exactly. And also your friends are like, we know that you do shows, big whoop. At some point, yep. Until they're like, you hit it, and then everyone's on your coattails, which is the complete opposite of everything else. Which I probably would never enjoy. Which I don't know if I would enjoy. It it reminds me, and I was there for the, for the boom of it for thirty thirty three. There, this group there, they play the I O. Just okay. maybe for the fans that don't listen, there it was one of my favorite shows. It was five guys they played, and I was going in class in two thousand early two thousand ten. One of the guys was in the show, Bill Arnett, and he was a teacher at I.O. So Sundays we'd have class from 3 to 6 or something like that, or 6 to 9. I forget what the freaking thing was. But it was enough where we had enough time to go to Lucky's Tavern and get one of those big sandwiches, like on Man vs. Food. Then we go back and watch uh, Middle Age Comeback, and, or you know, it was Craig Euler and whatever they were calling it at that time. But it was Middle Age Comeback, and it was 30-33. And it would only be half full. And then somehow it kept, and they were already going for like two years at this point. And then suddenly it just hit. For some reason it just hit sometime in 2010 and it blew up. And for the next two years, three years, it was was just sold out every single week. Yeah, but I'm sure that they did plenty to make that happen too. I mean, pizza, Michael Pizza and that group. Yes. Great example of people that promoted themselves no no they doubt prom- they had they had a ton of people that just like them yeah and would love to see those shows yeah it was thursday nights <coughs> and then they play with the scene i think they open up for the scene is what if i do re- remember that correctly they're definitely on thursday nights but you know what i love to see and it's kind of heartbreaking at the same time but a really favorite performer of yours that leaves to go west yeah there have been a lot. I mean, I'll a tell lot you of one. great performers are, are out, out west doing their trying to make their thing happen. If we're talking about all improv, this is great. Uh, but Brad Morris, there was a guy named Brad Morris who was on The Reckoning. And he did, I think he did the first stubs with Dina Fackless. Uh, it doesn't matter if he did or didn't. I would see him. Oh, he was, no, that's what he was in. 
uncle dad i forget what it was called it was like sunday nights they do it a little bit here and there um shoot i for, oh he did it with um i'm gonna blank on all these names have to be on the spot but because you don't joe canale it was joe canale and brad morris and a third guy and i forget what they called it but it doesn't matter he was hilarious and then i'd see him on the reckoning and i'm like oh my gosh i believe he's on the reckoning he wasn't he didn't play much with them when are you moving out west? He. When am I moving out yeah. west? You know, at some point, I say two more years. I'll I'll see what happens in. Two, I'll reevaluate in two years. Yeah. Where would you know where you'd go? L, it's L. A. or New York, and you know I do writing too, and so I got scripts written. Mm-hmm. Then you're trying to find a writing, you know, like a literary agent. You're trying to find someone that reads you. You know, you could write some. Who knows how? I heard if you have a Twitter account, you keep active on it. That you can. Get something off that. Maybe one or two people have done that. Do you use Twitter? I do. I've started to use Twitter a lot more. What do you use it for? I write uh, jokes. I write comments. I or I'll repost. So I'm gonna try to make it active, not just one trick pony. So yeah. I say, hey, here's some new stuff, or I'll I'll you know write a question to somebody, or I'll just make straight up jokes, and I don't care who's reading it because I assume I had heard at one point 87 percent of tweets go unread. Oh, for I sure. I assume most of mine have. Oh, I've gotten actually got sense. some favorited now, but I, I learned how to use hashtags. My Twitter account is me like venting on stuff. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Or like tweeting at people that uh, like congressmen do something and yeah. you tweet at that congressman yeah. like attaching like all of the news mm-hmm. about what happened. I wrote to, this is a big deal for me. Uh, I, l- I watched the Trailer Park Boys. I don't know if you've ever seen Trailer Park I've Boys. I've heard about that. It's a Canadian show. It's like, you know, literally the best Canadian show of all time or the most popular or whatever. What minutes are we at here? Eight? Nine? Ten left. Ten left. We did okay. Yeah. We're knocking 12. Yeah, we didn't even track it. Okay, good. Well, and and uh, We're doing terrible about keeping to agenda. It's just like scatterbrained. Oh, I say we sort of do comedy. We talk about Chicago stuff, so we are talking about Chicago-based stuff. Um, yeah. And now we're talking about tweeting. We're trying to branch out. So yeah. we've, we've taken this center road, and we're going here and there. Yeah, yeah. Then we're coming back, and we're bringing it back to Chicago. So we're doing okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, trailer Park Boys, I love the show. And there's Corey, is it one of the guys in it, who, you know, Ricky craps all over all the time. And I tweeted at him one thing, and he wrote back. And then we had, like, two or three or four tweets going back. He said, hey, it's just Corey of the Trailer Park Boys, but... Still, we're t- you know that's the point of Twitter to instantly communicate to someone, and to be able to talk to someone, someone a fan of who you are or a favorite show that you are. I've got a really good Twitter story where I tweeted at William Shatner, nice, a, a notorious Twitter user, who does yes. it himself, and he makes sure that he makes it clear that no one else does his Twitter accounts, and he got hacked, uh, in some time period a while ago, and and it was a big deal. Uh, but I, I tweeted William Shatner. I don't even remember what it was. William Shatner tweeted me back, and I think I took a screen capture of mm-hmm. like William Shatner retweeted your tweet or uh, whatever. It I was. don't know how to do the screen captures on this thing yet. But yeah, I'm working on it. So yeah, Twitter's Twitter's yeah, so strange. Just so strange to me. Screenshots. I Twitter. I I don't like it. I I, I mean, I, if you use it and you can get a job like that, okay. But where you put. You know, at somebody, then it's in blue. Then you write a couple words. Then it's hashtag with this stuff. Then a couple more words. Then a link. And you're like, you're supposed to read this? Like, like in a, you know, I can't make sense of what you're reading sometimes. Around. And then there's retweet in there. And it's the most senseless, stupid communication, really. <coughs> there it is. It's a strange, strange communication. I don't like I'm not a fan. Of, you know, I wish, you know. What do you think of Facebook? 
<sighs> Facebook's, I mean, it's it it was fine or is fine. Uh, it's pretty cool that you could have high school friends. Oh, here's some music there. Whoa. Whoa. Jesus. Whoa. What's going on there? Nope. Still active. He's, he said he's taping over stuff, but they have it playing. There it is. There it is. Gosh. Nice. Taping over stuff. That's cool. Taping over. We're going to air this episode, no problem. Who cares, you know? Six people listen to it total by the time 2017 comes around. Nope, now I hear myself in there. Whoops. Wow. Do you hear yourself a lot better now? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Would you have potted up? I don't know. It looked like it was half down the entire time. Yeah, until that music kicked in, I didn't hear it the entire time, so we'll be okay. We should be. I'll be gosh Except darned. Until, until, until right now yeah. when you have to like, when I have to go through and edit like, oh, there's the time change yeah. and do like an adjustment of. There's, yeah. Hey, we on. got 15 golden minutes. We can't screw it up now. No, we got to keep this. Impossible. Keep going with it's it. impossible. Yeah. But it is, it is sad to see your favorites move west. So Brad Morris moved west and Andy Sinclair, who was in 33, he moved west. Yeah. Yep. And that pretty much, 33 is still going. But for me, it's like you lost. A huge member, you know, it's like usually, you know, a great player on the football team, baseball team. You know, you lost, you lost Andy Sinclair. It's like, oof, They're tough to replace. All of Michael Pizza goes gone. Yeah. All of Michael Pizza's gone. Um, there's plenty of other people. Did too. all of Michael Pizza move? Yeah, they're to all LA. They're all out there. Okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Are they still doing Michael Pizza out there at I O West? Maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, I haven't checked. I would love to visit I O West. Yeah, I've never, yeah. never been there. You know what? I, it's kind of sad that you, uh, you don't get. I I uh, I graduated yep. through I uh, went through the program. I uh, did one writing class there. Okay, it was all right. I I, I kind of it a couple times. I uh, I felt after a while that I was just the old guy. Not not. If you feel like you, that, you know you didn't fit. If you feel like that, yeah. watch out. Yeah, I feel like I didn't fit anymore. Yeah. I always say, ninety percent of the and this is just my own statistic, you know. But like, it felt like. T- Everybody between 20 and 25, 90% of the people there were 20 to 25, new yeah. students just starting. And it is so funny. Just in life or there or anywhere, even if you went to a bar and you were between 20 and 25, and you could tell, and I could tell you this. When you remember, you used to go to a bar and you'd see a girl walking, and then another girl walking, and they'd see each other, and, ah! and they'd all scream and hug each other. You never see a woman in her 30s do that, or 40s or 50s. No. Like, only like the these. 20 something these early 20 somethings and maybe late teenagers are doing that too just like it you know any imp- not just io any improv place hey you're 23 and so am i and you're drinking a beer so am i let's be best friends and if you get in the game here at least here a little bit older you, you're just going there you're hanging out you're doing a class you're trying to get on a team or you're trying to do a show but n- you're not like clicking like you would in your early 20s yeah you know? yeah totally agree like all those dudes in thirty thirty three, they were on a team called People of Earth or you know something like that. They all went into it together, and they knew each other, and they were all friends. But if they had all met each other in their thirties, I guarantee you that team, no team would have been formed. They probably wouldn't even be friends because it's just something that when you have to grow up together and go through things together to be close friends, you can't. I, it's just tough to start in your thirties. So 40s. also, if we're gonna talk a little bit more strategic improv, I yes. think that some of these larger groups are mm-hmm. doomed to fail because. The smaller groups, they 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 lean on two things. They lean on the individual talents of a select few that really shine, that are just fantastic players. 
but then their collective when they come together they just amplify it and they take it to another level when you have like teams that are like eight or nine people that's lost like uh, for a good for a good percentage of the, the everything that happens. totally agree totally agree we had you know at one point our or our uh improv our independent improv team that we have and still plays at annoyance last year we were at nine people just uh we you know sometimes you can't even let go of people but we had, we, we went up to nine people and then we went down to seven then one girl moved and then we're down to six and we're like why seven seemed like the perfect number now we're at six we're like wait this is great too you know it's like seven for me is the max that you can really do yeah and i i seen a team uh, at IO and someone had you know some people get boats and move away or, or something like that. They, they don't move away because they, they come back um so some people just are on a, a little bit of a hiatus and they had a couple more people come back and they they keep on the people that they replaced and the, the, rep- the other people, people come back yeah. they, i watched the team they had 11 people on stage and to, if you get an 18 minute set or something like that how how the heck are you uh, how are you doing a show in 18 minutes with 11 yeah. people? I you mean, don't you don't get to stand out. Mathematically, that's like a minute 45 each person. So I think what you need to do is really take advantage of the shows that present themselves. I know a girl that went to Boom Chicago. Oh yeah, out Amsterdam. In Amsterdam. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of risk that you need to take to really set yourself apart. They had an audition. I've I've only seen it once in Chicago. It was about three, two, three years ago. They had the Boom Chicago audition. It was held at Second City. Yeah. So right, I mean. It is cool to do it. I don't think you go out. I would say probably you shouldn't fly out to Amsterdam and try to get in there. No if way. You, if you're going to do that, just go to Chicago, New York, L.A. and try to get into any of those theaters. Yeah. Uh, the, the improv group that I would want to learn from is the Groundlings. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to go study under that. But I don't know how dedicated I am to get back into improv. Music right now is my real focus. That's cool. Improvised music. I mean, so it is improv. But... Uh, just the focus of sound, sonic yeah. waves, making your emotions tingle and make your hips move. I like it. I, I did music also. I recorded a whole album. It took us like seven years to make. We got a song on Howard Stern, three on the Jay Thomas show, ten on a show called Shred and Reagan. It's back home in, in but near Buffalo, New York. So did I won't you say shred? Shred and Reagan. Sh- you shredded Reagan? Shred and Reagan. Sort of like D&D. Yeah. One was Shred, one was Reagan. Oh, wow. And uh, they had an afternoon show and a morning show. It, it flip-flopped when we were there. And uh, they uh, they would have, like, the long-distance dedication. So is there one chance to play a weird song or a comedy song or an unsigned band song? And, uh, oh, yeah, one minute to go. Wow, we're, we're, we're cruising the cruising, way here. Cruised it. So we said, you know, what's the show going to be about? And, we, and we're trying to say we're going to try to localize it a little bit to give you a little comedy perspective that, you know, we're in the trenches here, I guess. And then the other one, I was going to talk about current events, but I guess we talked about Whiplash. But I had one news story, only one news story pulled up on my iPhone. Can you <laughs> cover a news about. story in a minute? I could. Uh, I was going to say, or we could do it next episode. New next episode. Okay. Close it out. Okay, we're good, doing good here. So, uh, you know, we're doing okay. We're in Chicago. I would say we're, no one's going to hear this, you know, or they're going to, it's not like they're going to stalk anybody. But we're, we're on Irving Park here. Above a bar. We're sitting above a bar. Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to do that. No, no one's going to. Li- no, or, that's yeah. never going to be heard. Can I say the bar's name? No. Okay, good. Well, we're on Irving Park Road. It's nothing to say. It's not. Uh, yeah. This, the we're in Chicago. We're in Irving Park. The bar doesn't sponsor the podcast, so we can't mention the bar. Well, they don't even know. Well, I mean, we can mention the bar, but I mean, not in a term of. Three people are going to listen to this. One okay. person's going to listen to You know, to and this. I was saying, if, z- if, if three people listen to it and there are three people that are going to hire us to do a talk show or hire me to do a 
something in you know Nova Scotia for a talk. Cool. That's all. That's that's what we're talking about. You okay. Know? Just so more how would stuff. you? Re- okay. All right. We'll save that for the next episode. I will. We will save it. So we're talking about local stuff. We talked about Twitter. So it's sort of geeky stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Twitter's geeky because everyone uses it. Twitter's. It's a mainstream communication. Yeah, but it's considered geeky. Okay. Part of geeky culture. I was going to say, then, you know, William Shatner's using it. Uh, Brie Olsen, she's just a porn star, I guess. She was on, she dated Charlie Sheen. We could go into tangents forever. Yeah, exactly. So I can't say it's geeky, but, you know, the D&D show or DNA or the podcast or the podcast featuring Dean. We're still working on the title, but I I like D&D. It's the D&D show on the podcast. Podcast.